I appreciate y'all. Got a few things I want to share with you today. Since there's an election going on, I guess it's just appropriate to say a few words, you know. And, you know, I don't tell you how to vote. Come close, give you a few ideas, but I think it's uh, important for the times in which we live. Uh, take your Bible and turn to the book of Jose. You know, like, Jose, can you see? Jose chapter 4, chapter 4. You've heard me make this statement over and over and over again. Well, if, if I was the president, and a lot of time I've said, you know, I, I should have ran for president. Well, I didn't. But I do have some thoughts. But here in the book of Jose, in chapter 4, it talks about God's <laughs> sinful people. And it tells them why they are so sinful. Why are they having all the problems that they're having? Well, you see in verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They don't know truth. All the problems that we're now facing in America, when you're talking about all the banking problem that's going on over there in Europe and afraid that we're going to follow the same line as Greece and others, uh, I do believe this, that we have those in our administration that are going to do everything they can to bring down this country, bring down the economy. They want it destroyed so they can remake it the way they want. Now, in the book of Jeremiah, where the Lord says, I will root it up, and then he's going to rebuild. But that's the Lord. And he's, going to, he's doing that to the nation of Israel. And they're going to allow it to take place in the tribulation period where God will allow the heathen nations to so humiliate and come close to annihilating the nation of Israel that their only hope is the Lord. And he has them then right where he wants them. See, I don't believe that God has America where he wants us yet. I believe he's working on it. You see, God doesn't want to exalt us. He has yet to humble us and get us to where we need to be. Uh, as you listen to those that are seeking the nomination, they're always talking about how we're going to fix things. We're going to fix things. We are going to fix the employment. We're going to fix the national debt. We're going to fix the Medicare and Social Security and everybody getting hospitalization. We're going to fix all these problems. We're going to fix our dependency upon foreign oil. We're going to fix that and fix the banking problems and financial institutions and fix our trade with China and other countries. We're going to fix all these problems. So everybody's listening to who's going to fix it and who's got the best fix-it plan. Well, I do believe that few will admit, but as a nation, we are a sin-sick nation. Our problem is sin. Our problem is because we have lost our morality, and therefore God will not bless us. And all these other things are simply a symptom of another problem. And that problem will be fixed when people get right with the Lord. I'm not sure I see America ready to submit themselves to the authority of God. 
the move is on to strip every vestige of Christianity from our society. And that's what the move is on attacking even religions and what the present administration does. Some people see this. Some people haven't got a clue what's going on. And it is to pit one group against the other until we have infighting. About a year or so ago, maybe two years ago, I told you it won't be long before we have civil disobedience and it'll turn violent. Just wait and see. I believe it's just part of a plan for somebody that doesn't love our country or our constitution, our Bill of Rights, and in so many words have said just that. They don't like it. They don't like the restraints that it puts upon them because they can't get something done that they want to, so they've got to destroy it. And they're going to try to teach the people to want a change and change the document altogether. But anyway, those are just a few of my humble opinions. But I want you to look there also in Hosea chapter 3 and look in verse 3. And I said unto her, Thou shalt abide for me many days. Thou shalt not play the harlot, and thou shalt not be for another man, so will I also be for thee. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king, without a prince, and without a sacrifice, without an image, without an ephod, and without a teraphim. In other words, there's not going to be a, a temple. There won't be the sacrifices. There won't be a king. And then in verse 5, Afterwards shall the children of Israel return. Seek the Lord their God and David their king. Now they've gone back to the land, but they're not seeking the Lord. They're not seeking David their king. They're back in unbelief. God isn't finished with them yet. And then he says this will take place in the latter days. Now look in chapter 4. Chapter 4, it says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a, and you ought to underline this word, a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. So there's five little things that are mentioned in these following verses. One is there is a spiritual decline, a spiritual decline, which is what we're facing in America. When you're not right spiritually between you and the Lord, then they will become a moral decline. Because then where is the restraints upon dignity, upon the honor of another individual? Because you see, what's going on today is a dishonoring of individuals. Men dishonor women by having sex outside of marriage. Women with women and men with men. That's all dishonoring to each other. Doesn't honor God, doesn't honor each other. Most husbands today do not honor their wives, and the wives don't honor their husbands. Kids don't honor the parents, parents don't honor the kids. You see, when you do not have a spiritual basis, a foundation, then you're not going to have the restraints upon morality. Because then it's do whatever you want to do. So then you have to change laws that justify whatever it is you want to do. That's why they want laws to See that you can have abortions, change the law. All these things is because people have lost their spiritual foundation. Then there's nothing to hold them morally. And then the third thing is it becomes an operational decline. Nothing 
that we try to operate will work. It doesn't make any difference if Medicare or Social Security or the national health. Everything causes a decline because everyone begins losing their freedom. When you have Social Security, you will lose some freedoms. You have Medicare, you'll lose some more freedoms. And when you have the health care program I'm talking about, you'll lose some more freedom. Everything is designed for government to grow and for you to lose more of your freedoms. And this is why our country was founded, because our founding fathers saw Britain trying to do that to America when they try to tax the tea. That's why they call these people today the Tea Party. They're rising up. They don't like what's being done. But some of them are not spiritually minded. They still don't have the right morality. They're not spiritually connected to the Lord. They want their freedom so they continue doing what they're doing. But they're just a few years from going down the same road that everybody else goes down. You see, you've got the Democrats and you've got the Republicans and then you've got the Tea Party. But they're all moving in this direction. Unless you're anchored not just to the Constitution, you've got to be anchored in the Bible. My people are destroyed for a lack of Bible knowledge. Not just knowledge. Spiritual knowledge. And this is why we have to have people today that learn the Word of God. And so there's a decline. There is a humility decline. What it means is because people have exalted themselves and begin to think our solution to our problem is in the White House. Our solution is not in the White House. It's not in the House of Representatives. It's not in the Senate. They're not our answer. All we're going to do is just replace them with somebody else. And if they still don't have the spiritual basis of why they do what they do, they simply will pass more laws. All we'll do is just maybe prolong the agony. But America is going down unless it's going to be a spiritual revolution in this country. Not just a revolution, but they're planning on a revolution. Remember this. It is the Democrats who think you ought to give up your guns. The Republican says, no, we're not. So they need to understand this. And I would love to be able to just look in Obama's face and say, pass any law you want. Senate, pass any law you want. House of Representatives, pass any law you want. And it doesn't matter what the Supreme Court says. We, the people, that have the guns, said no. And there's a time that there's going to be a line drawn in the sand. And bloodshed is going to flow in America. Because, you see, it's not going to be based upon the ballot. It'll be based upon the bullet. There's still going to be some people in this country that are going to say they've had it up to here and they're going to take matters into their own hands and say, I would rather die fighting for my liberty than trusting a bunch of nuts that don't understand what freedom is all about and why we should have freedom. I'm not interested in fighting for freedom so that people can just live the way they want to and take away the freedom of the people that's died so that they can have freedom. They dishonor every veteran that's ever fought in any of our wars, sitting in the White House or in Congress and voting to destroy this country by the things that they do and turn us into a country that our founding fathers fought not to become. And they didn't want them to rule. So if we didn't want them to rule us from the outside, why in the world 
would we want them to rule us from the inside? Well, it's just my humble opinions, you know. And the results of pride is total collapse. And that's where we're headed. Total collapse. If you know the Bible and believe the Bible at all, you know it's only a matter of time. Because you know the tribulation period is coming. We're not going to build a utopia upon this earth. Not going to happen. And you don't have to worry about the Mayan calendar. It's not going to end the end of this year. I've already read the Bible. And it was written before the Mayan calendar. And it said, if the rapture took place today, we still got seven years of tribulation and then another thousand years on top of that. So they can stick it in their ear. I believe the book. And I don't have to worry about all this other junk. But I want you to see this. In verse 1 he says, For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. No knowledge of God. The problem is, they didn't think about what God says. Is that where America is today? Nobody cares about what God says. Get him out of our schools. Get him out of our universities. Get him out of the Constitution. Get him out of our land. They want no prayer. And trying to minimize the impact of the church. You know, years ago, if people needed help along the way, they went to the church. Church looked after the old folks. That's even in the scripture. And it didn't matter what the problem was. People went to the church, but then people gave their money to the church. You see, you're going to look for your help from wherever you give your money. You give your money to the federal government, then you expect the federal government to take care of everything. Now, people don't need the church. But what if government didn't do all of those things and let you keep your own money, and then you went to a church where people that know you and love you and then when you have a hard time, people can stand behind you. But you see, when people give their money to the government, they don't give it to the church. Church can't help people. They have stripped the church of its power because people don't go. Most times people don't even know each other. People don't love each other. And yet we still have, at times, we have people that are always calling us, wanting us to help them. And the church don't have the funds to do so. Why? Because everybody's giving it to the government. And the government can't give you anything until it takes it from you first. And then it always gives you less back than what it took. Because they've got to be able to live off of all that work they're doing, giving it to you. Where they would have been better off if you just kept it and eliminated that middleman. But this is, I know it's too simple. It's got to be more complex than this. But I can see things, I think, clearly simple. But look what he says here. Look in verse 5. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. And then he says in verse 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, and you ought to underline this word, because. Look what he said, because. Thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no more preached to me, Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I also will forget thy children. You see, God expected the priests to do the teaching of the word of God. They didn't teach the people, so the people didn't have the discipline to do what they should. And so because of that, they wouldn't bring their money to the priest, to the storehouse. 
So now they don't have. So they become crooks. Thieves. Now you had to pay for things, and they were wicked individuals and wicked leaders. They weren't the pastors that God wanted them to be over their people. And he says here in verse 7, As they were increased, so they sinned against me. You ought to underline this next phrase. Therefore will I change their glory into what? Now, America has been a glorious nation, a wonderful country. And we were great because we were good. And when people do things because they want to do them, we help people because we want to help people. Well, God changing the glory into shame. Verse 8, they eat up the sin of my people. They feast on it. And they set their heart on their iniquity. There shall be like people, like priests. Monkey see, monkey do. And I will punish them for their ways and reward them their doings. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase. Because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. See, when you see what he's saying here, when you're not right with the Lord spiritually, whoredom comes, which is your morality. And when the morality goes, then you don't teach the truth to the generation that's coming up. And so everybody rebels and then total collapse eventually. See there in verse 11, whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. And buddy, this is descriptive. See, that's why you read the Old Testament to find out what God says and how God dealt with the situation. He had also made a promise to Israel. He says, you shall... If you listen to me, you'll be the head and not the tail. See, the dog is supposed to wag the tail. The tail is not supposed to wag the dog. And what he says is, when you rebel against me, he said, I'll put a yoke of iron upon your neck until it destroys you. He says, and you will be the tail because somebody else is going to pull the strings. And America is going to get to the place where we are so indebted to others outside of our country, they'll be able to pull the strings that says what we can and cannot do. We're not far from that now. We're borrowing billions from a place like China. Can you believe this? And the borrower is servant to the lender. We're losing an awful lot. But anyway, I told you that I would run for president. So when I get through, I want you to nominate me. My fellow Americans. You ever heard that before? My fellow Americans. Well, that sounded like Nixon, Richard Nixon. Let me be perfectly clear. Some of y'all have a memory and can remember a few things. Now, I want to try to get through this if y'all will stop all this now. I started it. Oh. My fellow Americans, as of today... I will lead this nation to implement the following principles, policies, and practices at home and abroad. This nation will follow a new foreign policy that will solve the problem of terrorism. We will return to our roots and follow the wise advice of our founding fathers. We will no longer get entangled in foreign alliances. We will no longer meddle in the affairs of other nations nor consider ourselves the policemen of the world. We will always consider first our national interest. 
We will not presume that we know best for all countries. What may be best for us may not be the best for them. You see, you don't want other countries in fight dying so that they can have democracies without the foundation that produces a Republican form of government. A Republican form of government is only good for a Christian people. You understand what I'm saying? Our founding fathers knew this. So just because you have a democracy, majority rules, that's the worst form of government that you have because it leads into socialism and communism and all the other isms and spasms. Since America has been attacked by Muslim fanatics, we have aggressively gone after those responsible. However, we will no longer try to topple governments and set up democracies. Of course, we will always encourage liberty everywhere. We will not carpet bomb cities filled with innocent civilians. We do not believe total war is morally right or militarily justified. However, be assured that those culpable individuals will be punished at a deterrent than others. Of course, if you are attacked by a nation, I say wipe them out. Anyway, Americans don't hate Muslims or anyone else since it is wrong and unproductive to hate. However, we will no longer plead with Muslims at home and abroad to love us. We will no longer express guilt and self-loathing. Federal officials will no longer try to prove that Americans are not racist. It is up to the Muslims to prove they are not terrorists. I have ordered the Department of Homeland Security that no traveler will be mistreated. However, since all the attacks against us have been young Muslim men, we will do the reasonable thing and profile air travelers. The harassment of little old ladies, very young people, and handicapped persons will no longer be our practice. We will still be alert to terrorists with special attention to those of Middle Eastern appearances. You mean you believe in racial profiling? <laughs> you got that right. Yes, I do. If nobody was doing this but little Chinese, well, here comes some down the line. And so you pull out some old grandmother, and the little Chinese goes, through, wait a minute, something's wrong with this reasoning. And they want to be politically correct. I don't. But anyway. As we're moving right along. Moreover, I have authorized the use of troops on our southern border to secure that border and arrest, fingerprint, and photograph each illegal alien before he or she is deposited forthwith back to Mexico. Any second offenders will be imprisoned and put to work on a Texas or an Arizona work or chain gang. You say, you don't believe in putting people on a chain gang. My daddy worked on a chain gang in America. Did he deserve it? Yes. I have the papers where my daddy attempted murder several times. I watched him one time. He was trying to kill a couple guys. He always had these overalls, and he carried a big old switchblade. And, buddy, you talk about in the West when they could fast draw, he was just that fast with a knife. And he'd hit that thing and jump out there, and he'd hit that little button, that blade jump out there like that. But anyways, we're moving on. Furthermore, any American firm that knowingly hires an illegal alien will be heavily fined. Following the second offense, that business license will be revoked. Furthermore, as of today, we have shut the welfare window. No more foreign aid to any nation. You realize we're giving a couple billion dollars a year to Egypt? And Obama wants to hurry up and give it to them. There's something wrong with this. Something wrong with this. 
You remember when Carter became the president and Iran took some of our people hostage? And they didn't get free until Ronald Reagan became president? And the reason is because they knew Carter wouldn't do anything and Reagan would. The only reason Egypt is doing what they're doing right now is because they know that Obama won't do one cotton-picking thing. Now, he may do something a little bit later because he heard me. But if we had a president, they wouldn't dare touch an American because they knew what would happen. It's because they see us as weak, and the reason is we are. We need a spinal transplant. America has lost its backbone. Anyway, we may decide in the future that it is in our best interest to help some nations, but it will be temporary and as unusual as snow in July or freezing weather in Tampa. We will also start bringing our troops home from all over the world. They will be sent to foreign nations only in the event of a declared war by Congress, not by the president. Congress is the only one who has the authority to declare war. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. This is not isolationism, but is an America first policy. Any other policy is insane. Japan, Germany, the other 20 nations where our troops are now stationed should learn to protect themselves. See, we're on the hook for protecting all these nations. And sometimes they prosper and America is paying for their defense. Now, I do believe it's good to have bases all over the place. A few bases, but not 120 bases. As to the Middle East, we don't know what is best. Israel has been a longtime friend of the United States. We will support their right to exist within secure borders and support their right to defend themselves against those who want to drive them into the sea. We will not support a Palestinian state carved out of Israel, but would support a separate state if it is carved out of the surrounding Muslim-dominated nations. They got more room. There's about 50 Arab nations, and they don't have room for those people there in Palestine. Isn't that a shame? As to our reliance on Middle East oil, we have already started drilling in Alaska, because if I was president, that's what I'm doing. The Gulf of Mexico and off the coast of California, and will immediately expand the mining of our vast coal supplies. We will try to be sensitive to the environment. However, I believe that people are more precious than plants or bugs or snakes or fish or spotted owls. Our drilling equipment, you know, I just might do away with the EPA too. Yeah, might just do away with them. Our drilling equipment may cause a caribou here and there to abort her young or a bear may singe its rear end on a pipeline, but we will live with those tragedies. American oil will flow. Moreover, of course, we will still buy oil from South America and even Middle Eastern nations. However, we will not buy oil from states that support terrorists. They can pour their excess oil over their pancakes each morning or drink it. 